Welcome, amazing listeners, and welcome back, you legends that support this show. Today, I have remastered three old-time radio episodes from the Lights Out series, and despite being more a challenge than most, they turned out quite good, I think. The issue with Lights Out is that it's heavily damaged most of the time, and whether it's got lows or highs that are blurred out or have issues with clicks and pops, what you're hearing is a major callback of all those issues. Now, our first tale is State Executioner. A woman makes a life-changing decision to leave her husband. The reason behind her departure was a shocking revelation that he was actually an executioner. As time went on, the man's sanity began to crumble, leading him to isolate himself in a room where he would vividly imagine his haunting past, and this episode, titled State Executioner, demonstrates the psychological drama that delves into the inner dialogue of what it means to be an executioner. The second story is Sub-Basement. In this episode, Arnold, a man with a dark plan, decides to end his own life and take his wife, Emma, with him. Arnold takes Emma to the lower levels of the department store where he is employed. As they venture deep into the tunnels beneath the city building, they stumble upon the horrifying sight of a mutilated body belonging to one of Arnold's colleagues. To make matters worse, they find themselves trapped underground and relentlessly chased by a menacing monster. Well, you'll find out what it actually is. And our last tale is Come to the Bank. A man is talking about the incredible qualities of the human mind, how it can accomplish almost anything. Almost. He decides to conduct an experiment by slowing down his body's metabolism for a week without eating. But then he decides to move on to something else. I won't ruin it by sharing much more than that. Now without further ado, pour yourself a delicious cup of tea and join me for three old-time remastered vintage radio by the series Lights Out. Enjoy. Let's go back tonight to another time, the time of King George III of England. But our story tonight is not of monarchy, it's the story of an ordinary man by the name of Samuel Jones, who had the extraordinary profession of state executioner. Tonight's Lights Out presents another psychological drama, a play in which the principal part is taken not by the character himself, but by his thoughts. The voice you are about to hear is that of the thoughts of one Samuel Jones, the state executioner for His Majesty George III. He sits alone in a dismal room, and these are his thoughts. I want to be dead. 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 Do you feel anything when you're dead? Are you hungry? Are you cold? Are you tired when you're dead? No. When I'm dead, I've had peace. Peace. I've got to have peace. Kill myself. Yes, bullet in my heart. The pain, I don't like pain, but it can't hurt. They say it doesn't hurt, only hanging hurts. I know it does. 
I've seen their faces when they cut them down purple, black. I've seen their faces when the mask came off and there's pain in them, pain that twists their faces, grinds their teeth and gives them living hell until at last they die. That's why I've got to use this pistol to kill myself. I can't stand pain. All I want is peace. Peace. It's getting late. I've got to do it quick before they get here. I ran much faster than they did, but they've got here quick enough. I've got to be dead when they come in through that door. They can't bother the dead in that grave. I'll be dead, dead, deep, deep in the grave. Why should they blame me? I only did my duty. Someone's got to be the hangman. Someone's got... That's what he said to me that night. That's what his lordship said to me. Twenty years ago, it was. He said... Samuel Jones, eh? Yes, your worship. What makes you think you can do this work? Oh, I... I just know, your worship. I... Hmm. I know all about hanging, sir. Everything there is to know. Well... Uh, hemp rope's best, sir. Hemp rope, but... Each rope's got to be fresh and new for every job, and you've got to keep it soapstoned and always in a cool, dry place. Well, you do know something about it. Oh, yes, sir. Then there's a short drop and a long drop. The long drop's better, sir. I know it is. Eh? It breaks their neck, sir. Every time it breaks their neck. All right. I'll give you your chance. We're having a hanging here tomorrow. I'll let you do it. If all goes well, I'll recommend you to the prison board. If all goes well. All did go well. Why not? And there I was, executioner for His Majesty. Five guineas a broken neck. 777 hangings in 20 years. 777 broken necks and mine the hand that sprung the trap. 777 times. And now the hand's got a pistol in it. When they reach here, when they knock on that door, I'll press the trigger and so I won't have them face them. None of them. 777 broken necks and no one knew that I was the man who did it. Not even she knew it. Ellen, my own wife, not even she. I met her, married her, and she didn't know. Until that day, infernal day, that meddling fool nosing around. It's I'm telling you, Mrs. Jones, it's God be judged. No, no, there must be some mistake. No mistake at all, Mrs. Jones, no mistake at all. My husband told me, and he never makes mistakes, not my husband. What did you say? State executioner. You know your husband's it. Oh, don't you know? Please, I don't know what you're talking about. Look here, look here. Don't you know what your husband does? You mean the business he's in? Business. I hang him the business. Hang him? Hang him. On a rope. But what has Samuel to do with those? Mrs. Jones, are you saying you don't know that Samuel's the hangman? You must be crazy. Oh, sir, I'm crazy, am I? Well, he's the hangman. And no mistake about it. He's not. And I... He's not. He's not. Get out of here. Get out. Get out. Well, now, you don't have to be... Well, here he is. Asking yourself. Oh, Sam. What's going on here? What's the matter? What is it, Ellen? Oh, Sam, this, this woman. What about this woman? What? I've done it to tell the God's self. Oh, Sam, she says, she says... Says what? What? All I said was that you were the angsman, as you are. Get out of here. Now, just a minute. Get out. Get out. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Say one more word about me and I'll kill you. You hear me? I'll kill you. Meddling fools. Meddling fools. Sam. You shouldn't have talked to her. Why did you listen? Sam. Things like that. It isn't good for me. Sam, it is true. Man's got to earn his living. A living from killing? You're crazy. I don't kill. I don't condemn them. You killed I tell you, I'm not the judge. Oh, no, Ellen. 
touch me, hangman. All right, that's what I am, hangman, hangman. Hangman. Yes, hangman, hangman. Say it again and again. What do I care? I like being a hangman. You hear me? I like being a hangman. Oh, no. Yes, we'll get something more. No, Sam. I like killing them. No, no. I like the way they stumble when they walk up the stairs. No, no. I like the cold whiteness of their skins when I put the noose around their necks. I like the way everyone looks at me, watches me, and then the crash and the rope stretches. Sometimes their legs kick in the air and you hear them heaving for a little bit and I can't get past the tight rope around their necks. No, 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 Sam. No, when, when I was a boy, they strung a man up from a tree just outside of the town. And I watched him and I saw him dance on air and I said to myself, someday I'll do that too. Hang them, legal, make them dance on air because it's the law. And now I'm doing what I wanted. Executioner for the crown. And Whalen won't change it a bit. Now, come here to me. Don't stay away from me. Come here. No, I won't stay with you. I won't, Hangman. I won't stay with you. I'll go away. I'll go away. I thought she wouldn't leave me, but she did. Ellen left me. I looked all over. Couldn't find her. After a while, I didn't care. What's a woman? I had my work. Hanging work. Five guineas are hanging and gold coin. Five of them. Five golden guineas. I like the sound of them. I like the sound of them. One... Two, three, four, five. I bought a strong box and kept them there. Every hanging meant five more. Paying me, they were for what I liked to do. It was funny, very funny. I didn't miss her. No, why should I? I had my work. I got to be good at my work. The courts were good, too. They gave me plenty to do. I tried out different ways. I made a hanging machine with springs and sandbags that jerked the man into the air first and then dropped him through a trap. I tried out different ropes and different running nooses. Oh, I got to be good at it in 20 years, real good. Ticking, ticking, stop ticking. I hear you, blasted talk. I hear you. What are you trying to tell me? I know. There isn't much time left. They'll be here soon. Let them come, let them come. I'm ready. Pistol in my hand, I'm ready. For the first knock on the door, I won't be here to hear them. I'll have peace and quiet. Whatever they say to me, I won't hear it because I'll be dead. Why should they say it? What's done is done. 777 of them. It was fun because each died different. 777 different angles. It was fun, I tell you, fun, fun. Summer morning. And some went to the gallows to cry. <laughs> Best of all, I like the one that went out crazy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. Wait. Yes. The ones that were crazy scared were the best. I like them fine. And five guineas just the same for having fun. Five guineas. Was <gasps> that at the door? I heard a sound. No. I just imagine no one's knocking. If they knock, I press the trigger. They won't get me, not me. 777 at five guineas each. Coins that bit into my flesh when I grabbed them tight. Oh, I like the sound. Money, money, yellow money. First, I like the hanging best. And then the money. Then I got to like them both. Watching, eager around the courtrooms, this trial, that trial. Would they hang him? Would they hang her? Would the judge say guilty? If he did, another hanging, another five guineas. 
Well, I'll watch for business, new business, my business. Hang them up and watch them die. When they knock on the door, when pistols heavy in my hand, he used the pistol too, they said, Tom Allen. I read about him in the court announcement one day when I was outside of the courtroom looking for new business. Hanging business. Thomas Allen, 20-year-old law student, was charged by the city police with having murdered his sweetheart, Lorraine Hamilton, 19-year-old daughter of Arvin Hamilton. Young Allen denied the charge vigorously. He stated that the girl had sent him a letter in which he told of her intentions of committing suicide. But at a late hour, Allen was unable to produce this letter. He was held without bond at the tower in the church. Yes, that's what it said. That's what it said. He'd murdered her, young girl. The minute I read it, I said to myself, Sam Jones is the next one. I could hear the money clinking in my hand already. And Tom Allen hanging by his neck. What am I thinking about? What am I... Why don't they come and knock on the door and let me get this over with? I need the knocking on the door to give me nerve enough to press the trigger. This waiting, waiting. I waited for Tom Allen, too. I waited for them to say guilty to him so I could put the running noose around his neck. I waited, waited. Going every day to the trial. The prosecutor for the Crown said... Guilty. The young man's solicitor said... Not guilty. The young man said... I didn't do it. I tell you, I didn't do it. She did it herself. She wrote me a letter saying that she was killing herself. She she wrote me a letter. She wrote me a letter, I tell you. She wrote me a letter. Yes, that's what he said. She wrote me a letter saying she was killing herself. But where was the letter? Where was the letter? Nobody knew. Couldn't find it. And day after day, sitting there in the courtroom, I could see the noose coming close and close. A few days more and he'd be dancing on air. Another five guineas in my box. Such a pity, such a handsome young man, strong young neck for my rope. I say he didn't have a chance. What good did it do for his solicitor to keep saying... I tell you, gentlemen, it is circumstantial evidence and circumstantial evidence alone which has been produced. A weird combination of circumstances have conspired to make it appear that the suicide of this unfortunate girl was a murder committed by this equally unfortunate young man. And an equally weird set of circumstances have resulted in the disappearance of this vital letter which clears Tom Allen of all responsibility for Mistress Hamilton's death. In this letter, the girl clearly stated that she was taking her own life by poison. In spite of the absence of this letter, surely you as intelligent men can tell after seeing and hearing Tom Allen's testimony that he is telling the truth. That such a letter did reach him, and that he is innocent of all wrongdoing. But there was no letter. He didn't have a chance. The prosecutor for the Crown got up. He said... A letter. A mysterious letter. And where, gentlemen of the jury, is this letter? To what mystical realms has it disappeared? This wondrous communication which so conveniently absolved Tom Allen for the death of that poor girl. Where, I ask again, is this letter? The young man has stated repeatedly that the letter was in his lodging undestroyed. But every inch of that lodging has been carefully examined. And yet the letter has not been found. And why hasn't it been found, gentlemen? I will tell you. It is because that letter does not exist. Lorraine Hamilton never wrote such a letter. She was murdered. Murdered in a fit of jealous rage by this man who expects you to believe a preposterous story 
about her death. Yes. I sat there and I felt good. Because I saw that young fellow didn't have a chance. My noose was getting closer, closer to his neck. And then the black cat on the judge's head. For this vicious crime against the order and security of the crown, you, Thomas Allen, are hereby condemned to be hanged by the neck until dead. No, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I tell you, I didn't. I'm innocent. I didn't do it. Then I had him. All his yelling, all his screaming wouldn't do any good. I had him. All ready for my noose. Guilty. I wanted to go up and thank the judge. Escape me business. Hang business. Devil's business. Why don't they hurry up and get here? I wouldn't have to think anymore. I knock on the door. I wouldn't have to think. Finger squeeze the trigger. Finished piece. I won't have to think. I wouldn't have to think what happened then. What happened after they said the boy was guilty. They put him in a cell. Death cell. The door shut tight. And I stood and watched. They put him in a cell. Five golden guineas in a cell. A few more weeks and he'd be mine to teach that dancing lesson on thin air. I counted every day until they'd give him to me. I peeked along the corridor watching his cell. The warden of the prison said, Well, Sam, it certainly looks as if you're going to have another customer. I suppose you heard about it. The king refused young Allen's last appeal. He hangs in two more days. We'll try to make his going as easy as we can. I like the lad. Too bad about that letter, he says the girl wrote him. Well, no use talking about it. We've got to do our duty. Oh, by the way, you're going past the cell? Here. Here's some books of his. His landlady said. Thought he might like to read them while he had the time. Take them with you, Sam, and give them to him. It'll be his last time to read. So I took the books along. Why not? Why not? Reading wouldn't save that neck. I started down the corridors with his books. Down the corridors toward the death cell. Something white fell out of one of his books and I picked it up. It was a letter and it read... Dear Tom, I told you I was going to kill myself. And now I'm going to do it. By the time you get this, the police ought to be accusing you of murder. Since undoubtedly all those people who heard us quarrel the other night will be testifying that you killed me. That's the main reason I'm sending you this letter. So that you will have some proof that the poison they'll find in me was self-administered. Forgive me. I'm just tired of living. And it was her name signed to it, hers, that girl's. The one they said he'd killed. This was the letter. The letter he'd been yelling about. The letter he wanted to save his neck. But his neck belonged to me already. Five guineas. I stuck the letter deeper in my pocket and just waited until the night. The warden. Well, Sam, it looks as if we're going to have to go through with it. Now, I want everything done properly and no mistake. Going to have a large visitor's gallery. Very distinguished people. Say, and that reminds me. There's been some woman trying to see you all day. Some woman. Don't know who she is, Sam. She says she's got... But I wasn't seeing any woman, not that night. There was my work to do. See that everything was ready. The rope was ready. Everything perfect for a perfect hanging. It grew later and later. I could hear him in the death cell pleading with the minister. Well, you've got to help me, sir. You've got to. You've got to get the king. He's got to believe that, that I didn't kill her. I didn't. Oh, won't anyone believe me? She wrote me a letter. She, she wrote me a letter in which she said she killed herself. She wrote me a letter, I tell you. She wrote me a letter. Yes, a letter. That was in my pocket, and there it was going to stay until it was all over. He couldn't live. He couldn't live now. I'd waited too long. 
It's been such a long time since they'd given me a good, strong neck to hang. They couldn't cheat me now. At last, it was the hour. They came for him in his cell. They led him down the corridor. <laughs> and then they were marching him up the stairs to the gallows. I was waiting, waiting. The rope was in my hand. The boy looked up at me, his lips moved. He said, I tell you, I didn't do it. The letter, the letter. Black Hood over his head. The letter, I didn't kill her. The letter, I tell you, I didn't do it. What happened? His heart. Are you Sam Jones? Yes, that's me. What do you want? I haven't got time to... You don't have time to listen to me, Hangman. Who are you? Look at me. Ellen. Yes, Ellen. Wife. Wife no longer, Hangman. Nor mother either. Eh? Nor mother either. And you're the thing that's done it. Oh, wait. What? I tried to reach you. I tried to tell you. They said you wouldn't see me. What could I do? What could I do? Your hand did it. Yours, Hangman. Yours. What are you talking about, woman? Why? Tonight, Tom Allen. My maiden name was Allen. Don't you understand? You hung Tom Allen. Well, and so I did. What of it, woman? What of it? Tom Allen Hangman was your son. No. Son, your son. You hear me, Hangman? Your son. You hung your son. You hung your son. Your son. You hung your son. Your son. Your son. You hung your son. I began to rock. Down the street. Away from her. Running. Running. The man stepped out of the shadows. He stopped me. I, I couldn't see his face. You killed my brother seven years ago this night, Hangman. I said, no, no, no. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I, I kept on running. A woman stopped me. You killed my brother seven years You hung my father, Monster. You hung my father 11 years ago. No, no. I said, no. Let me go. Let me go. I kept on running. They kept after me, yelling, screaming. I kept on running. Faster, faster. New voices joined them. I looked back. The street was black with hundreds chasing me, yelling, screaming. I'd hung their sons, fathers, brothers. The street was black with them, I tell you, and every one of them akin to one of the 777 that had felt my rope. Chasing me, chasing me. Hundreds of them yelling, screaming after my life, wanting my blood. Hands up, stretched like claws. Catching, tear my flesh, stretching my eyes. I'm running, running, hurting, gasping. No! That's the way I did it. That's the way I did it. Slammed the door, lost the back of them. Every one of them, wives and sons and brothers of the 777. But they'll find me. They'll search me out. They're searching out. Yes, they'll find me. That's why my finger's on the pistol. The mob won't get me. No, the mob won't get me. Huh. Funny mob they were. But not bodies, just heads, heads of people chasing me and yelling. They won't get me. No, they won't. When they find me here, when they knock on that door, I'll kill myself. And... <laughs> They're here outside the door. You won't get me. Not you. Yes, I hung your sons, husbands, killed your friends, lovers, but that's not all. I hung my son. You hear me? Hung my son for five guineas. Hung my son. 
And you mean to say he yelled out for you to come in and then he shot himself? Yes, sir. It's the ghost truth. I knocked on the door. He yelled, come in. Come in, all of you, and see me die. And when I opened the door, bang, he did it. And what were you banging on his door for this early in the morning? What were you after? After? After nothing. I was looking for McDonald's. Live next house. I just knocked on the wrong door. Supernatural and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and the mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. This is Arch Oberlin. Tonight's is a story that's happening because a very long time ago, I found myself in the sub-sub-basement of a huge department store. A strange subterranean world of half-lights and half-darknesses. So, to you who thrill to whatever might be beneath the earth, I bring you a tale of sub-basement. After a brief word from Iron Eyes Frank Martin. Do you feel droopy these days? Tired out oftener than you ought to be? Losing too much weight, perhaps? Well, if, as may be true of many people nowadays, you simply aren't getting enough vitamin B1 and iron from your food. If that's what's to blame, cheer up. Because ironized yeast tablets give you both vital substances in easy-to-take tablet form at a cost of but a few pennies a day. Men and women by the scores and hundreds who used to suffer from these deficiencies now thank the two-way help of ironized yeast tablets for glorious pep and strength and needed pounds regained. They tell how today they can really enjoy life again. That's right. They're thanking Iron Eye Yeast Tablets. And now, lights out, everybody. But of course I can run an elevator. I was just asking. And I told you. Well, here we are. All right. All right, are you getting out? I suppose so. Suppose so. For ten years, that's all I've heard. Where do you work? What do you do? Why don't you let me see you? Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just telling you. Come on. You don't know the half of it. Like a whole city down here. Person goes to the department, sir. Suppose so. For ten years, that's all I've heard. Where do you work? What do you do? Why don't you let me see you? Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just telling you. Come on, this way. You don't know the half of it. Like a whole city down here. Person goes to the department, sir, and doesn't know all this is underneath. Say that again. You're in charge of everything down here? That's another fact. Here. Look at these. What are they? Furniture? Oil burning. Heat and air conditions, the whole building up above. Funny story. But where is everybody? Nothing but a watchman at this hour of the night. Everything's shut down. 
What's the matter with you? Mm-hmm. What did you do that for? Oh, I, I, I just wanted to hear my voice. It, it's like a big cave down here. Yelling isn't it? out like that. Won't you ever grow up? Don't be angry on me. All right, come on. Yes, honey. Come on, in here. Another elevator? Well, you want to see everything, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. Down some more? Yeah. All right. Another basement. Yeah, go ahead. Plenty of light to see behind. What's down here? Come on over here. I'll, I'll show you. There, in the wall. Is it a, a tunnel? That's what it is. But, but a tunnel down here? See those tracks? Yeah. Where did it go? How do you think all the merchandise is brought to all the stores here in the business section? Tunnel system, that's how. Right under the city streets. I had no idea. Mighty few people have. Trains run on those tracks, bring the stuff right in. Trains? Oh, uh, you think all I've got to do is make jokes? You think the only kind of a train's a big one? Well, I just don't know. He's a little one. They run on electric batteries, just like they had down in the mines. Come on, I'll show you. Where? In the tunnel. But it's so dark. The lights every little ways. Come on. Uh, I don't think so. What's the matter with you? I'm afraid. Oh, for John's sake. For years you've pestered me and pestered me to see. You come along, Emma, you understand? All right. Arnie, there. This is fine. Oh, for John's sake, what's the matter with you now? I don't know. Come on, there's uh, one of the little engines parked down at the end of the tunnel. You might as well see it. I'll keep walking. Uh, I think I'd like down to... Down this way, you'll see the train. Yes, but Arnie, the light... Arnie, where are you? Right here. What's the matter? Matter? Oh, why are you standing so close to me? I'm your husband. Arnie, don't be silly. Emma, I'm going to tell you something. Arnie, what's the matter with you? Listen to me for the last time. Last time? Arnie, what's the matter with you? You know that you can't get out of here? What? You can't get out of here. Arnie, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, Oh, Arnie. You haven't made a joke like that in years. <laughs> the last time you tried to scare me was right after we were married. Remember? With that fur piece you made off was a dead animal that had gotten in the bedroom. <laughs> you remember? I remember. Come along further, Emma. <laughs> as long as I know what you're up to, I don't mind. How far are we going? A long way. All right, Arnie. Anything you say... Don't I know it? All right. All right? What? This is as far as we're going. Oh. I I feel funny. I've never been under the ground so far in so long. It was very nice of you, Arnie, to take me down here. It's so interesting. Very nice of you. Arnie, why don't you say something? Honey, is something the matter? 
Oh, really, you can't frighten me. Not now, you know. Honey, are we waiting for someone? If we are, I think I hear him. Hear him? Well, yes, don't you? No. But I heard someone. I tell you, there's no one down here. All right. All right, if you say so, Arnie. If I say so, if I say so, if I say so, can't you say something else but that even now? Now? Yes. Irma, I'm going... There, I heard it again. What? Are there trains running this late at night? Trains? If it's the train, you ought to get out of here. Tunnel's so narrow, Arnie, please. Shut up. Let me listen. Will you shut up? Who's there? Who's there? Isn't there supposed to be anyone? Of course not. I saw to it. Is that you? Is that you, Tom? Who's Tom? Tom, are you down here? One of the Watsons? I told him I'd pull his boxes tonight. I told him. Tom! Hey, Tom! What's wrong? Tom, what's the matter with you? Come on out here. Do you hear me? Come out right away or I'm firing you. Tom! Is, is he playing jokes, too? Oh, I'll break his neck at my hands on that. No, Arnie, don't leave me. Arnie, where did you go? Arnie, it's so dark to tunnel. Arnie, where are you? Arnold, was that you? Arnold, it is you. Did you cry out? What? Stay back. You. That man. Who? From what's left of his face, I, I think it's Tom. What? What happened? The train ran over him? Arnold Anthony, was it? Train? No. Something's torn out his throat. <gasps> Come on. Gotta get out of here. Oh, yes. Something down here. Arnie. Arnie, wait. I can't police. go so fast. Police, I'll get the police. Please, Arnie, wait for me. Arnie, what's the matter? Arnie, why are you just standing here? Why don't you open the door? Door. Wasn't closed before. Well, open it. It won't open. It won't open. Ladies and gentlemen. A moment of turning away from the strange story of sub-basement. Yes, and in this moment of turning away from adventure, let's go to an entirely different scene. An office busy with the pressure of wartime work. Well, sure, I'd like to put in more overtime and make more money, the same as the other fellows. I should be able to do it, but it's all I can do to keep working eight hours a day. Often at night, I feel too tired to enjoy my food. I'm... Jittery, I can't relax, losing sleep, losing weight. How it's going to end up, I don't know. Well, if vitamin B1 and iron shortage is your trouble, try ironized yeast tablets. They supply both vital substances. But what makes them so vital? Why, when you don't get enough vitamin B1 from the food you eat, you may lose your appetite, not eat all you need, lose weight, lose pep and energy. And without enough iron... You may be weak and pale. You may feel only half alive. And you say ironized yeast tablets supply both of them? You bet they do. It's this two-way help that's been of such benefit to any number of people with these deficiencies. So if you're short on vitamin B1 and iron, get ironized yeast tablets right away. Then see if pretty soon you don't say, Oh, it's sure great to feel like myself again. That fagged out feeling is gone. I eat and sleep as I should once more. I'm sure glad I took ironized yeast. 
Now back to our lights out story of sub basement. A man and his wife are far beneath the city streets in the tunnel, leading to the sub basement of a large department store. Should he be? Uh, nothing to steal down here. Tom is always borrowing money from people. Somebody he didn't pay back. Yeah, that's it. But the doors. Oh, were... well, he got out and closed the doors. What of it? We can get out. Come on. Where? I told you these tunnels lead to the buildings all over the business section. Follow the tunnels to the next sub basement to the next building. We'll get out. That's all. Honey, don't get too far ahead of me. Oh, I'm... just walk back, will you? Oh, honey. I look forward so very much to tonight. It had been so long since you'd even thought about me. I knew that. And tonight, when you called me up and told me to meet you here, and then when you tried to play those crazy, scary jokes before, even then I... Then I... Irma, you see it too? Can you see it? No. 
No, it's gone. Oh. Just, just don't try to think about it, Arnie. What was it? Emma, you hear me? What was it? You went to school. You studied things like that. That thing. What was it? Emma, didn't you hear me? Yes. Uh, what was it? What was it? Was it a lizard? Some kind of a lizard. That's it. Lizard. Some kind of a lizard. Oh, oh, why do you why do you say it that way? I saw it good on Well? In school. One of the books there was an animal like that. How did it? Get down here, lizard that big. Oh, no, you you don't understand. Geology book. The thing wasn't a lizard, exactly. Huh? That was a dinosaur. Are you crazy? No. I'm telling you what I saw. It sort of sat up on its hind feet. Just like the picture in the book. What are you trying to do? Make me crazy, too? Why, those things died millions of years ago. Arnie, look. Huh? Way down the tunnel. By the light. It is a dinosaur. Don't move. Arnie, it is a dinosaur. <laughs> Has it gone away? I don't know. It's been so long. Don't move. It just looked. Yeah. Why doesn't it come after us? Why? Huh? Maybe. Maybe it didn't see us. What? Well, it was like something that, that had been in the dark for a long, long time. Yes. Oh. Don't move around. Oh, it's a little room back here. Oh, would you rather go out there? Oh, don't be angry with me, honey. Angry? Why should I be angry? Emma, Emma, you went to school. You studied those things. You, you, you called it a, a, a... Dinosaur. Yeah. All these hours, I, I've been thinking. How could a thing like that, which was supposed to have passed out of the world so many years ago, how could it be alive now? I don't know. Emma, listen, I know. This tunnel under the business district, they, they were putting on an extension, blasting in the rock. Maybe that thing came out from inside the earth. Maybe. You're, you're not frightened, are you? No. Why not? Because I'm with you. If it came back, what could I do for you? It's just being with you. Yeah. I keep thinking. Uh, what? That poor watchman. Yeah, it'll be something when it's morning and everyone finds out about it. What do you think they'll do? They'll hunt it down. The police will get it soon enough. Arnold. Yeah? Arnold, what if it won't be here then? Huh? It's been hours since we last saw it standing down there. What if it's gone back where it came from? It's all right with me. 
But what if they're not... They'll hunt it down. They'll find it. Arnold, what's that? It's all right. Everything's all right. But what was it? Six o'clock. That was the bell back in the basement. The day engineer turned off one of the sprinkler alarms. Oh. Oh, honey. Come on. Come on, I'll help you. Wait. But you said do it. Look. Over there. Back. It's back. Help. 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 She's looking right at us. Well, they didn't hear us, but it did. It's... It's starting this way. Oh. My leg. Oh, Oh. How slowly it's moving. As if it... You can hardly see. That's it, Anna, that's it. What? It's blind. That thing's blind. It's lived under the earth so long it can't see. But it's still coming this way. Oh, honey, come on. Honey, can't. Hold on to me, Let will you? Let me alone. Go ahead. No, try. I'll carry you. You can't carry me. I will. Go ahead, Emma. Go ahead. I tell I you. Won't go go on. Don't stay here. I tell you. Go oh, on. Honey, please listen to me. You stay here with me. I wanted to kill you tonight. You hear me? I brought you down here to kill you. Oh, Arnie, no, you're only saying you. I'm telling you the truth. I brought you down here to kill you. No, Arnie, I'll stay with you. you. Listen to me. I brought you down here to kill you. Now, that's the truth. Look at me and believe it because it's the truth. That's why you... That's why I suddenly got so wonderful. I was sick and tired of you. I was sick and tired of living. So I brought you down here to kill you and then kill myself. Arnie... Look at it out there. It's feeling its way along. Well, you'll take care of me, but you, you've got to get out of here, Irma. No. You've got to get out. I deserve to die, Irma, not you. You're so blasted good. I guess that's why I got tired of you. There's no reason for you to die. Irma, stop looking at me like that. You've got to get out. Run straight down the tunnel. Keep running and you'll get away. Irma, just don't look at me. Get going. No, Arnold. Why don't you say what you've always said to me all these years? Just as you say, Arnie. Just as you say. Oh, Irma. Irma, will you get out of here? Oh, slowly it moves. Irma. It is blind. You look, will you listen to me? Will you go? You've got to go. They'll think I've killed you. No, they won't. They yes, won't. Yes, they will. I left them back home with the police. I told them I had killed you. If that thing kills you and me, they'll still think I was the one who did it. Now, you want me to be a murderer? You want that? You left a note. Yes, yes. Don't you remember I turned back after you went out the door on the dining room table? Um, get out of here and get that note. Don't make them think I'd kill you and I... I didn't. And I don't want to. You're such a good... You're, you're too good for me. And I was tired and I, I was crazy. Don't make me a murderer, Irma. Arnie. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yes, sir. Just hurry. Run fast. Straight ahead. He won't get you, I promise. Go. All right. You blind thing, you. Here I am. Yeah. Here I am. Here. 
I'm not scared. Come and get me. Get me down to my sub-basement again. On the contrary, Frank, I, I should imagine tonight's story would make you extremely curious about subterranean matters. Remember at the very start of the play, I said something about the play happening because of something that had happened to me a very, very long time ago? Yeah, of course I do. Well, the fact of the matter is, Frank, it happened when I was just a child. My going down to that sub-basement and the memory of it stayed with me all these years. It's those deep impressions we get as children which are truly wonderful. For a child sees with young, untired eyes and thinks with a young, untired mind. A child is constantly seeing the wonder of the world, the sweet water falling out of the heavens, people's faces, no one of them exactly the like, and green things growing out of the earth with colors hanging over them, and the wonder of things being born out of nothingness, and the equal wonder of sleep and awakening and dying. These are the things which our older, tired mind, well, the eyes forget to see and the tired head forgets to think and marvel at. Now, you have anything to tell us so we can anticipate next week's play, Mr. Obler? Yes, I, I think I can... So we can anticipate next week's play, Mr. Obler? Yes, I, I think I can say without qualification that it's a play close to the thoughts of everyone listening in. But first, a word from you, Frank. Friends, would you give a few pennies a day to regain your old-time pep and sparkle? Regain the pounds you need to feel and look like your old-time self? Then if, as with many others, vitamin B1 and iron shortage is all that's wrong... Get ironized yeast tablets. Now, a rundown condition may stem from other causes. If in doubt, see your doctor. But if you're simply short vitamin B1 and iron, remember, ironized yeast tablets supply both vital substances. They cost but a few pennies a day, and you don't risk even those few pennies. For if you don't begin to eat better, to look and feel stronger, peppier, and more alive, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by Ironize Yeast, Box IY, Rahway, New Jersey. And now, come to the bank. Please, would you come to the bank with me? Please. I, I know so many people, but they won't listen to me. You, will you come to the bank with me? No, don't turn your head. Please don't go away. Listen, if I tell you very carefully why I want you to come to the bank with me, you will come, won't you? He's locked up in there. He can't get any air. Oh, no, don't get excited. I didn't say he was locked up in the vault. All he's got in their vault is money. I don't care about money. All I care about is him. I, I didn't mean to tell you. All right, I did. You've got to come to the bank with me and help me. It's Fred Roth. He's in the bank and he can't get out. What are you laughing about? That's not so funny. I tell you, he's in the bank and he can't get out. He's been in there for, I think it's three weeks. Bless you, stop laughing. Please listen to me. I'll tell you all about it from the start. I'm a school teacher. At the Maxon High School, I teach physics. It's a rational science. Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Mr. Roth teaches in the same school. Psychology. The way of the human mind. But that's not an exact science, is it? The human mind is not exact at all. And that started it. That's what started it. That's what Roth said to me. Well, speaking quite frankly and candidly, Miss Moss, I don't think very much of your exact science. Two and two always add up to four, Mr. Roth. Not where the human mind is concerned. 
I don't understand. Well, it is my profound conviction that the potentialities of the human mind and body have never been realized by any human creature. But there have been great men. Plato, Lincoln, so many scientists. Yes, but only fractional greatness. Using perhaps one-tenth of the power latent within themselves. It's all a matter of concentration. Thomas Edison used perhaps one iota more concentration than the average man and became one of the great inventors of all times. I tell you, Miss Moss, if men would concentrate their minds to the limit, the universe would be theirs. That's a very innocent start, isn't it? Just a teacher talking about the human mind. I thought nothing of it. Mr. Roth was such an intense young man. I... I liked his intensity. Just think what could happen if a man could bring his mind to the proper point of concentration. He could move objects with his mind. Yes, why not? Think that a table should move, and it would move. Mr. Roth. No. Think that he wanted to be a certain place, and it would be there. Men conceive this civilization just by a thought, and here it is. All is power of thought over matter. A man thinks a book before the book exists. He thinks a house, and only then the house can be. All is power of mind over man. I like to watch his eyes while he talked. They were so bright and burning. And his mouth, as he talked, the way it twisted. I couldn't help liking Mr. Roth, could I? We had dinner together once. Would you have uh, coffee with your dinner or later? No. Uh, what did you say? The waiter wanted to know if you wanted coffee with your dinner. Oh, no. No coffee. No, miss. Very nice of you to have dinner with me, Mr. Ross. Uh, on the contrary, I, I'm grateful to you. You're a, a very good listener. Thank you. I've done a great deal of work in the week since I last talked to you. Have you? Please tell me. Well, it isn't exactly work. It, it's more of a decision. Yes? Yes, I, I've come to the decision to stop theorizing. Yes, I've decided to put what I believe into practice. I don't know what you mean. No, it's quite simple. The powers of concentration. I've decided uh, to put uh, into practice... The uh, fruit juice is for the lady. Well, oh, yes, yes, for the lady. Uh, uh, concentration, Miss Moss. I've decided to put into practice my theory of concentration. I don't want to anticipate, but... I expect wonderful results, Miss Moss. I might even say unbelievable results. Unbelievable results. Oh, must I tell you more? Please, come with me to the bank. All right. All right, I'll tell you the rest. The day after he talked to me in the restaurant, Mr. Roth didn't come to school. I know that because at lunchtime he wasn't in his usual place in the cafeteria. And when I asked, they told me that he suddenly had taken leave of absence and that an extra teacher was taking over his classes. I was very disappointed. A week went by, two weeks. I decided to go see him. I took a few days off from my work. I found out his home number. Friday morning, I bought a new dress, very becoming one, Then I went to visit Mr. Roth. I was certain he wouldn't be angry with me. It was perfectly proper that I call on him as a friend. Yes, yes, Mr. Roth is at home. There he has the two back rooms. He has not been out of there for a week. He won't even let me go in to clean up. You go right there. Head to the staircase and to the right. Mr. Roth, are you in there? It's Miss Moore. Good 
Could I speak to you for a moment? Standing there knocking, I suddenly realized that the door was ajar. Was he... But he didn't answer, and yet the landlord had said he was at home. I pushed the door open farther and glanced through the opening. Mr. Rose! Mr. Rose! Dead! Oh, no, I... No, no, I, I'm alive. Oh, I thought... Oh, Mr. Roth, your face, the way you look, but... No. Water. Glass. Yes, water. yes, yes. Yes. Here. Yes. 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 Well, you, you are sick. I'm not sick. Water. Here, here, take it. I'll hold it. Doctor, I'll call a doctor. No, no, wait. But you are ill. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not sick. Good then, what? I told you. Well, I don't know. I, I've been sitting here for a week. Sitting? For a week? Concentration. Practicing concentration. Concentration. The experiment was most successful. Yes, most successful. I've proven that I can do what some of the Orientals profess to do. Slow down through concerted willpower the essential life processes. A week... Without food and water. Is that not a triumph, Miss Morris? Well, I... I don't know. Mr. Roth, why do you do these things? Uh, I'm trying to explain it to you simply. The human thoughts are like the rays of the sun spreading in all directions. By the use of a lens, the rays of the sun can be focused on one point. And instead of warmth, there, there is a focal point of intense light that can burn its way through all obstacles. And so it is with human thoughts. If, through concentration, a man could focus them on one point, he would be a god among men. I tell you, Miss Moss, that, that I am confident that I, through training, can become that one man in a million. Even if even as muscles can be trained. So I am training my mind. And the day when my training is complete, I will be able to do anything I desire. You hear me? Anything. Any. Any. When he said that, thin and weak and tired as he was, his eyes looked at me. I was afraid. For him. I made up my mind right then. The first thing was to get him out of that room. He ate, rested, and then went out with me. I don't see why I let you talk me into this, Miss Moss. I have so much work to do. The work will do you good. But where are we going? Well, first I want you to come to the bank with me. Beg your pardon? You see, I, I've been thinking of taking a little vacation, and I need some money. Going to withdraw now. Oh, oh I see. I, I too want to get off some place where I can concentrate. Oh, yes. Yes, most important. Yes. Uh, have you thought about going out to the country? These buildings, Miss Moss. Look at them. Steel and concrete. So firm and so solid. So enduring. You know something, Miss Moss? Oh, what? 
so fast, I... Once upon a time, they were only an idea in man's mind. Perhaps even now they have no solidity, but are, are just ideas hanging in air through which a man with single-mindedness of purpose could walk as easily as if he were walking through air. Do you understand me, Miss Moss? But I, I'm not sure. The country would be a wonderful place to work. Now, wouldn't it, Mr. Ross? We went into the bank. He kept talking about the powers of concentration. I hardly listened to him. All I could think about was that somehow I had to get him into a new environment. The foyer of the building where the bank was, we went in. People, elevators. Suddenly, Mr. Roth stopped. He stared at the wall. I said, Mr. Roth, Mr. Roth, what are you looking at? This. This is the time. Time? Time for what? I told you. When my subconscious reached the proper point of incubation, I would know that my powers had reached the point where I could do anything. Mr. Roth, anything. Please, let's you. go. But this is the time. Now. I must make use of that power now. No, please. What are you going to do? That marble wall. Straight ahead. I say I can walk through it. No, please, stop joking. I will. I will. I will walk through. No. Mr. Roth, come back. marble wall and he went into it and then he was gone. Do you hear me? Gone. But I, I mustn't call you vain and make you angry, must I? Because you must come to the bank with me. Yes, yes I'll tell you more of just what happened on that day. Now, look, lady, take it easy. Get out of my way. The wall, he walked through that wall. I tell you, he, I tell you, he walked through that wall. Please, say, please, He said he, did, he did do it. He walked through that wall. Miss, I said he walked through that the wall. Serpent? Let's go of me. Don't hold me. Stop, I tell you, what's going on? Mr. Ross, I tell you, get to Mr. Ross. Oh, this lady, all at once, she's screaming, and now she's... Don't let go of me. Mr. Ross, he contemplated his mind. He said he'd walked through that wall, and he did. What? Yes, he did. Mr. Sir. Don't let go of me. That wall, Mr. Ross went through that wall. I've got to go. I've got to get to him. Mr. Ross, I've got to get to him. Stop making that wall is solid. Solid concrete faced with marble. You'd better go home and stop disturbing the feet. Door to the door, nigga. So they put me out. I stood in the street. I didn't know what to do. And then I knew. I would wait there until Mr. Roth came back. And he would come back. He'd gone through the wall and he must have come out on the other side. And now he would walk around the building and come back and meet me there. So I waited. Good night, George. See you in the morning. I waited a long time. Are you waiting for something, lady? The bank's closed, you know. I've seen you standing here ever since I got on my beat, so I thought I'd talk to you. A long time. It began to rain. I stood there in the rain. Mr. Ross. And what a terrible thought. What is he? I went to the door of the bank building. It was locked. Let me in. Please, let me in. Listen to me. Let, let me in, Mr. Ross. I've got to get to Mr. Ross. Hey, lady. What? What? 
don't you know that well, something's wrong? I don't want to get it. I've got to. I've now, got to get it. Take it easy, you. Hey, aren't you the one that's been standing out hey, here? Let go of me. Mr. Roth is in there. I'll I will get in. Hey, the door. Let go of me. Mr. Roth, I've got to get in. Let's see how acting like I will get in. I'll get this door. I will get in. Kicking the door in. Now, you come along with me. Did you get in to see Mr. Roth that night? No. Order in the court. Order in the court. Prisoner will be held for further examination. Next case. I tried to tell them, Mr. Roth, but no one would listen to me. All night. And the next terrible day, no one would listen. Now tell me, do you have dreams, Miss Marsh? Any questions over and over. Do you think that people dislike you? Over and over. Have you often seen Mr. Roth or other people disappear? Over and over. When did you over first begin to have these uh, hallucinations? But when I tried to tell them about Mr. Roth, when he started to say terrible things to me. The fact of the matter is, Mr. Roth has disappeared. It is the opinion of the police that he decamped with this woman's money. Yes, took her money and ran off. Yes, took her money and ran off. I didn't care what they said. I had to get to the bank. You know why? Mr. Roth had started for the war, and I had seen him go through it, and he hadn't come along to meet me. So there was only one answer. He was still in the war. And while Mr. Roth was in the war, they were keeping me in this hospital. I had to get out. How are you resting now, Miss Moss? Miss Moss, where? Window. Nurse, the woman in this room. She's gone. Out of the window. Nurse, nurse, Miss Moss is gone. Away in the street, still raining. I ran along the dark streets until I was at the bank. Closed. There was a dark doorway, another building. I hid in the dark and waited all through the night until morning, until they opened the doors of the bank. I went into the bank. I walked toward the wall. That wall. I wanted to run to it, but I, I walked. And I was there. The very wall he'd gone into. Mr. Roth. Mr. Roth. Are you in there? It's, it's Miss Moss. A- Ada Moss. Mr. Roth, please, if you're in there, answer me. They'll see me standing here by the wall talking and they won't let me stand here. Mr. Roth, please. I, I've got my ear close to the wall. If you're in there, answer me. I can hear you. You are on the wall. I was right. You did walk into the wall and stay there. Yes, yes, but what are you saying? I, I can't understand you. Please, Mr. Roth, speak so I can understand you. Yes, I understand. I will get you out of there. Help! Help! There's a man in the wall. Help me get him out. Mr. Roth, you here? I'll get you help. Hurry, people! Bring axes and picks! There's a man in the wall! Mr. Roth's in the wall! They put me back in the hospital. They didn't believe me. They didn't help Mr. Roth. I was very sick. I don't know how many days I was in the hospital. Then I was all right. They let me out. And this is your last warning, Miss Moss. You are to stay away from the bank. You are to behave yourself as a good, intelligent citizen you normally are. Your last warning, Miss Moss. And all the time, Mr. Roth was in that war, waiting for me to help him. 
And there was so little time left. A man such as Mr. Roth, powers of concentration. He could and did perform a miracle, walking through a war, but even conserving his strength and breath and the way he said, slowing down the vital life processes. How long do you think he could live entombed in that wall? I had to get to him. When I walked by the bank hiding in the crowd so they, they wouldn't see me, I saw that there was a policeman there. They put a policeman there just to keep me out. I had to figure out some way to get in there. Tell Mr. Roth to keep alive that I was working to help him. I had to figure out a way. There's a store across the street. A store selling paint. That was the answer. Something for cleaning? Uh, of course, madam. Uh, how much do you think you'll need? Oh, I suggest a pint. Uh, we have it here in bulk. Open it? Sure, sure. Hey, see, it's standard cleaning fluid. It, uh, uh, lady, no, uh, no, that match. Look out, don't, don't, it's inflammable. Don't. Help, fire, grab that woman. He said fire to the soul, fire. In a few moments, everyone was so busy that I was quite free to go into the bank. In a few seconds, my ear was against the wall. Mr. Ross, Mr. Ross, I hand back, hand back. They, they tried to keep me away from you, but I'm back. Mr. Roth, can, can you hear me? Alive. Yes, still alive. Oh, Mr. Roth, what can I do? What? Yes, I will. I will. They won't stop me this time. Something. Get something and turn on the wall. Fire axe. Off the wall. Mr. Roth, look. Look. If you could see, I got a fire axe. Could they help you? Could they help you? Will you get out? We'll get you out. Yes, I will get you out. The mob is crossing, Mr. Ross. I will get to you. Get me out to you. No one will stop me now. They don't want to help you, but I'm holding you. Give me that axe. Oh, no, you won't stop me. I'll get to help Mr. Ross. Give me that axe. I'll give it to you. Lady, what? I told you I have to stop you. I told you I have to stop you. Kill the police, man. No, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'm locked up now. They locked me up. You've been my first visitor in weeks. Weeks. Do you know what that means? All his days he's been in that war holding himself alive with all his will. But sooner or later, if he thinks I'm not going to help him, he'll give up hope. And he'll lose his will to live. And suddenly he'll die. Julian, he'll die. Please, please make him let me go and come and help me save Mr. Ross. If you don't help me, it will always be on your conscience, won't it? At night when you're alone and you can't sleep, you'll open your eyes. And you'll see Mr. Roth entombed in that wall. But it won't be Mr. Roth anymore. Just the bones of a man. Bones and dead, decaying flesh and worms. And the, the skull will talk to you and ask you, why didn't you help me? So I ask you again, please... Please, won't you come to the bank? Well, that was a jam-packed episode of Back to Back Awesome. From psychic mind control, deep tunnels that hide even deeper secrets, and a man 
losing his sanity for being the state executioner. Well, definitely a tantalizing set of tales. And speaking of all things awesome on my Patreons, and first up is... Mato Star. A standing ovation and a parade of virtual high fives for the hero preventing this podcast from descending into madness. Mato Star, my old knightly titan, whose colossal leaps resonate through the realms of boredom, crushing monotony with a single heroic stump. Mato, you are fantastic. An awesome superhero who swoops in to rescue us from the clutches of dullness. Your support is like a magic potion that keeps my computer from throwing a tantrum and blue screening to death. Seriously, my friend, you are amazing. Thank you for your brilliant support, my friend. And my amazing white tea warlord, let's blow off the top of the roof for Lazuka, the Bazazuka, the legendary defender against all things dull and uninteresting. With the power to obliterate boredom, Leza, you're a force to be reckoned with. Thanks for always having my back and ensuring that my audio doesn't sound like it did a cannonball into the Bermuda Triangle. Lost to sea in the depths of madness and the sound of echoing wails. I.e., you keep my audio intact with your support. Your support, my lovely friend, deserves a superhero's cape all on its own, you legend. Cheers, man. And thanks as always. And to my Earl Grain forces and the rest of this dream team, I want to thank the illustrious supporters Chad Warren, Just Heather, Sunshine Days, Juicebox Andy, Peter Raffaelli, Michelangelo Yacone, Divided by Zero, Leah Fassig, Alia Arcane. Paige Kramer, Jane Gumnick, Michael Krupp, Jandy Prinz, and Seductive Smiles. Your kindness and support makes you all superheroes of my world. Thank you for being the fantastic individuals that you are. Now, pour your tea, make it nice, ensure your flavouring is precise, like a story, let it flow. Let the fables and tales take you home. It's these stories that bring us together and old audio that reminds us of how we've changed. Stay a while, have a listen, and as always, I hope to see you again. And in that case, it's next Monday. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Catch ya.